Hey everyone, welcome to another off-season episode of the Yellow Pill Podcast. Um, it's me today. I feel like you've heard Wale solo quite a bit of times, you know, in this off-season. Um, this might be our longest off-season yet, but don't worry guys, we'll be back soon enough. Um, a lot of life changes happening for, you know, either of us. So um, it's also given us time a bit to refresh, think about what to do in the new season and everything else but anyways i think for this episode i thought i would share a bit more information about what it is that i actually do as my quote-unquote day job um there's a feeling on the podcast that i think wale is uh what wale does you know accomplishing his phd and you know moving on to the next steps i think that's that comes through a lot clearer on the podcast than it does for me is what I would say. So I thought I'd just take a couple of minutes to share a bit about what I do. Um, and yeah, hopefully that gives you guys a bit more insight into what happens behind behind the scenes in that sense. All right, so I'm going to wear my work hat on in a way and essentially give you guys the spiel. All right, so um, I'm a co-founder of a company called Venture for Africa. Um, and it's sort of like, not sort of, it's in the tech space. And what we do is we help fast growing venture backed tech companies get connected to experienced non-technical talent. So that's kind of a mouthful, but I'll sort of like break it down. You can think of us as a recruitment company, although we don't like to call ourselves that, but what we do is essentially help companies connect to talent. but we focus a lot on what we call non-engineering talent. Um, and what that means essentially is everything except engineering. So in tech, there are very common things like product management, strategic finance, growth, marketing, business development, um, and essentially all the roles that doesn't involve, you know, that don't involve, excuse me, coding or development and things like that. Um, and these roles are still quite important for tech companies because the thing about it is when you think about tech companies and software companies, there's a tendency to over-index on engineers and developers and which is, you know, they would always be important. But I think what I like to say is that a tech business is still a business at the end of the day. And so a lot of these companies still require non-technical talent particularly in senior roles, right? Um, so for example, think of Facebook and Google, right? Um, I don't know if you've been following the news lately with all the layoffs and everything, but let's put that aside for now. But when it comes to these companies, when you think of Facebook, when you think of Google, the tendency is to think that if you're going to work for them, you have to know how to code and it's only engineers they hire. But if you looked at, say, the job board for Google last year, I think, I think about 40% of the roles they were hiring for were non-engineering roles, Right. And that's because, like, again, like I said, a tech business is still a business at the end of the day. And, you know, once you have a product and if you're not necessarily like because even an innovative company at like Google that is, you know, always coming up with new things. I think they still have a lot of people on their payroll and everything that are not exactly engineers. And anyway, so all that to say that even tech startups on the continent more so need also these non-technical talent, particularly at the stage of growth that they are at. All right. So that's it about sort of like non-technical roles and the startups that we work with. On the talent side of the conversation, we don't exactly do entry-level roles. We focus on mid to senior level roles. And this is just anyone that has a bit of experience, four years or more. Um, and I think the talent that we work with falls into three, mainly into three large groups. So first we have who we like to call like Africans and diaspora or expatriates. And so these are guys that have either 
spent time in their careers off the continent and are now looking for a new challenge, but have a very keen interest on emerging markets, right? And so that's like group one. These are sometimes like people that have gone to do their MBA post like working for a bit and are now trying to transition into something a bit more exciting. The startups are usually a place um, that people try to go after MBAs. Um, number two are folks that have spent a bit more time in more traditional industries. And so these are things that most people will most likely be familiar with if they're not within tech startups. So things like investment banks, management consulting firms, um, you know, traditional banks as well, or FMCG companies. Um, and just every, even actually maybe something like Microsoft, which it's not necessarily a startup. It's a tech company, but it's not a startup in the sense that Facebook is, although Facebook is also a very big company. But when I say startup, I think we, or when we say startup generally, um, or tech company, I think there's a tendency to lean towards like the new generation companies that have been in around from around the early 2000s. Um, so, you know, things like Apple, although they're a tech company, and Microsoft, and although they're a tech company, wouldn't exactly count in this case, but anyways, sidetrack. So anyway, so we pick folks that have spent time working in those more established companies and industries um, and try to get them into startups. So these are usually people within those spaces that are very keen on, maybe they're not about, they're not close to retirement age, but they've maybe risen up as high as they think they can in the space that they're in. And they've essentially gotten bored. Like there's some people that obviously they're good individual contributors and they're good at taking things from zero to one. But when they get into like very senior roles, there's more paper pushing and more high level things that they're involved with. And some people just don't enjoy that that much. So although the pay might be good and they're not really stressed out at work, some people crave that getting down into the weeds, getting their hands dirty kind of thing. So we look for people like that and try to connect them with the startups that we work with. And then the final category is folks that are actually already are within a tech ecosystem um, on the continent and are keen on either changing roles, changing industries, or changing markets. So a typical example is maybe somebody has been a product manager at a fintech firm or at a non-fintech firm, but is now keen on getting into fintech. We help them make those transitions. Um, and so what ties, if you think about it and everything that I've said so far, you realize that what ties all these three groups together is the fact that they're keen on transitioning into something new. Right. Again, like I said, at a new industry, new role or new market or just new kind of company altogether. And this is where VFA then comes in. So, yes, we facilitate the connection by introducing these two groups to each other. But we also power the experience through what we call an immersion program. Um, and so let me take a bit to talk about the challenges that we saw on both sides. So I think for startups, a lot of the founders and a lot of teams that were growing very quickly were relying quite heavily on their personal networks to find talent. And that's great if you're sort of like in the early stages getting your first five to 10 employees. But I think post 10, 15, 20 employees, that network, that personal network starts to become very limited, particularly if you're not someone that has gone and grown their network as wide before starting a company, right? So that's challenge on the founder side or on the startup side. On the talent side, you guys might agree with me that except you're already within the tech ecosystem, everything can feel quite um, covered or hidden um, where you don't really know what's happening unless you're in already. So it's very hard for people to break into the tech ecosystem, although they can add value, although their skills are quite needed. They just don't know where to be looking, right? A lot of times when startups put job descriptions out there, aside from the very popular ones, either nobody really sees it or, you know, the wrong people see it um, and you just don't get access to this information, right? And so there was just that information asymmetry that we saw. Um, and my co-founders and I, 
uh, we'd spent a lot of time in the ecosystem. We've, we'd built this networks. We're always getting reached out to by founders saying, yeah, if we know if we know anyone. Again, we're part of those personal networks and founders are trying to leverage us to find people. Um, and then we also had people, but well, because of the work that we were doing in the previous company that we were at, um, so context, my co-founders and I used to work together um, at a previous organization, which is actually where we met. Um, but we're always getting reached out to by folks that were keen on either working directly with us or just trying to get into startups. And so that just was the kind of light bulb moment for us and we decided to put this platform together but one of the challenges that we discover talent would face trying to get into startups is just that hesitation of the fact that you know startups can be very volatile Um, there's a lot of uncertainty around it and so a lot of people weren't super sure like some of these companies you've never really heard of them before Um, and so you're not really sure if it's the right kind of company to join or if the company will still be there in like three months you know if you do if you quit your full-time job to join them Um, and so we saw this hesitation um, but also, I think on the founder side, again, not every founder was ready to hire someone senior to stay completely full time because sometimes the work isn't just that well defined enough to really hire full time for that. And so we came up with a model where, OK, let's give both parties 20 hours per week for three months to test out a potential engagement with each other. And then after three months, once both parties are happy with and have learned a bit more about each other, done some works, done some deliverables. I've gotten a feel for each other, then a conversation about something more full-time can come about. And so what we do as VFA is power that three months immersion experience, as we call it. Essentially, it's 20 hours a week where senior talents gets to work with startups um, on specific deliverables for three months in the hopes of exploring a bit more about the opportunity, the team, the industry, everything all together. Um, and then after three months, they can make a decision if they would like to stay full-time. Also, the startup gets to explore if the talent is who they say they are, we all know how people can color their resumes and talk the talk, but it's really hard to walk the walk sometimes. Um, and research has shown that even though you conduct interviews and conduct job tests, there's nothing as good as getting the person in the role that they're meant to function and then see how they perform, which is why a lot of companies have probation periods. But if you think about it from the talent's point of view, if you have a full-time job, um, getting a probation in a new startup, again, you're taking the risk because you have to quit your job join the company and then after three months if you yourself discover it isn't working out for you you might not be able to leave because you would have to find another thing first not everybody has the flexibility of you know staying out of work for a couple of months while looking for the right thing and so we sort of help people you know balance that out a bit so a lot of people have 20 hours on their hands that they used to volunteer in unpaid things or used to do side projects and so we're trying to capitalize on that and say look you've got if you've got a spare 20 hours come to vfa we find you a really good startup to work with in a role that you're looking to transition into a startup is also looking for someone like you and for three months 20 hours a week part-time usually remotely because we play silence from all across the world with startups on the continent um, you can have those three months to really work on something interesting, to work on something challenging, learn a bit more about the kind of role you're trying to get into. And then after three months, you and the startup can then have a conversation if you like to move on full time. And if after three months you discover, heck no, this is not for me, that's fine. You can essentially, you know, either move on to something else or at least know in your heart of hearts that startups are not for you. But a lot of people don't really know that right now. And so what we do as VFA is give people the platform to do just that. All right, so that's 11 minutes of me just walking through a bit of what it is that we do as Venture for Africa, which is the company that I am a co-founder of. And I think another thing we do on the side, which is where I'll start to like wrap up the conversation, is that um, because we've helped and continue to help startups really acquire talent, we end up having a lot of conversations with a lot of different kinds of people, either people that are not quite ready for the roles that we have, or people that are a bit too senior, or startups that are not quite ready for the work 
or for the role that they're trying to hire for. So on the startup side, we help startups, you know, um, rewrite their job descriptions, you know, really help with the hiring team figure out what kind of profile they should be targeting based on all the insights that we have. But also we've now been developing what we've called boot camps at the moment. And these are just like learning and development programs to help middle level managers um, within the tech ecosystem upskill into um, more senior roles or to help middle-level managers from outside the tech ecosystem break into the tech space by acquiring the skills and context necessary to do that. So we ran the first of such boot camps. It was very niche and targeted on product management, but product management within financial technology companies. Um, and we did that for about 20 weeks, brought some of the top product managers from, from really, really, you know, successful companies by their own rights in our ecosystem uh, to really develop a program with us you know, deliver sessions with us. And it was, was honestly, I think it was a highlight of my year just putting all of that together because I think everything I've been doing so far with Venture for Africa, number one is creating a kind of experience that saw me get into tech in the first place in a non-technical role. Um, and it was through people seeing me where I was and understanding that I could add value somewhere else. And that's essentially what we try to do as VFA, identify talents that might not even be thinking about startups, but we put startups on their radar and pitch it in a way to them that makes sense. And then we're then able to like make and facilitate that connection through our immersion program. Um, and also the learning and development program is, you know, seeing what's out there in terms of courses and things you can go and learn. There's a lot of missing there that makes the experience practical enough. And so we're just playing our own small part um, based on our understanding of the space that we're in to really develop, you know, learning programs that get people ready for the kinds of roles that we're seeing and just giving them a community and a learning community to leverage and, you know, all the jazz that comes with that. All right. Um, so pretty much if you ever, you've been curious about what Toby actually does besides um, the podcast or cycling or dancing. Um, that is it. I am a co-founder of Venture for Africa um, and I've been doing that for the last two and a half years thereabouts. We actually did our quote-unquote second anniversary in, in Nairobi. So I was in Nairobi a couple of, um, actually I just came back, but in Nairobi we ran a mixer event. It's really nice to because we've been doing this remotely for the last two years since the pandemic started. And so this was like the first physical events that we put together in Nairobi, which is where most of our partners are. And it was just nice to see everyone put faces to the fellows. So just for context, people that the talents that we work with, we, once they join VFA to work with the startup, we call them fellows, which honestly we're thinking of changing the name because when people think of fellowships, it presents a different kind of thing that we are not exactly. Um, but anyways, that's more like discussion for another day. So anyways, um, if you're listening to this and you're not working within startups and you're keen on working with startups, reach out to me. Um, my email is toby at venture4.africa uh, or you can just go Google Venture for Africa. You'll find us and you can reach out to me and we can have a conversation or reach out to me on Instagram or on the, on the yellow pillow account. Uh, you know, we can have a conversation about it. Uh, if you are already working within a startup and you think your company could benefit from this kind of service because obviously you need a bit of senior hires, maybe you, don't, you guys are not quite ready to jump full in into recruiting someone full time and you think you might benefit from some kind of part-time support um that is well priced by the way uh reach out to me as well we'll be glad to speak to you um but again if any about if you have follow-up questions about anything that i've said on this episode <laughs> feel free to reach out to me as well um but yeah this was fun um interesting to see how this comes out and what people think about this episode because it's a bit different but it's off season so it's time to experiment with other things um, but I love you guys as always. Um, thank you for giving us your ears and your heart actually as well. Um, wishing you a very pleasant week ahead filled with good things. 
Um, and I pray that lines forever fall for all of you in the most pleasant of places. Love, Oluwatobi. Bye. Hey there, thanks for listening to this off-season episode of The Yellow Pill. We're still on a break, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks with new and fresh and exciting content. But before then, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Yellow Pill Pod and on Twitter, yellowpill underscore pod to keep up to date with everything else we're putting up until we come back. See you next week.